0: Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's sermon.
1: Pastor. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2020.
0: Do you, uh, do you eat cabbage and was cabbage blackened, blackened peas and pork? You eat that for New Year's?
1: I uh, didn't have black-eyed peas. Did you have the other? I had kiss some cabbage. Yeah, yeah was it good? Uh, yeah, good. Well, it's not my fave, but I <laughs> ate some. <laughs> I got gotcha,
0: you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big cabbage guy. But I, I, it's weird. I like it. I sometimes. will say
1: this: uh, this has nothing to do with this sermon or anything, but um, that's one of my least favorite meals is the New Year's Eve or really? New Year's Day meal. Really? Yeah. yeah, the black-eyed peas and the cabbage. I mean, that's they're not bad, but that's like. Not what I want to eat. <laughs> so what? Hardly if, ever. Here we
0: go. Jump into a question early.
1: If you could plan
0: out a new thing that we all could do for New Year's up, New Year's lunch, what would your New Year's lunch
1: be? Uh, steak would be good. Steak would be really. See,
0: I figured you go like tiny spicy
1: chicken or something. No, nah, I think steak, and then uh, I mean, like I could do salad. I mean, I could do like vegetables and stuff, but just cabbage and black-eyed peas. A,
0: I'm sure there's a reason that we don't know for it. I'm sure it's like a goes back
1: years well supposedly years. cabbage represents you know if you want money the next year and then black yeah. eyed peas for luck and so if like you want luck, eat black eyed peas if you want some money eat some so cabbage. what you're saying is you didn't need luck i was like if i got money i don't need it <laughs> nah.
0: i gotcha i gotcha nah well uh i'm glad everything's good i'm glad we made it yeah our computers didn't go down or anything Yep. y2k 2.0 um man jumping into some questions you said it sunday repentance is uncomfortable Why do you think it's so uncomfortable? Do you think it's sin? Do you think it's culture? Do you think like things have pushed us to that? Like in in your opinion, why is it so uncomfortable for us to talk about repentance?
1: Uh, There's probably several things, but like one that kind of stands out to me first is I think it's an acknowledgement of doing wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like, and of course, I think we talked about it too, like confession, you know, you have to own your sin. And so I think that's one why people don't like the idea of repentance, whether it's Sin I think pride, culture, whatever, is because it's I have to admit that I did something wrong. And so I think that's why our culture and everything's try to probably do away with that word and don't like that word is because repentance brings to mind that I've done something wrong. Yeah. And I need to change from that wrong, you know. And so I think that idea doesn't sit well probably in our culture. And then also I think just even ourselves, being <laughs> selfish, prideful. Um, I think that kind of confronts us of where we don't like the, to to say that we're, we're in the wrong. And I, as we indicated Sunday, it also means repentance means change. And so most people, you know, that's not something we just jump on, you know. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, like you're saying, identifying that maybe I'm not perfect. Uh, I think that we all kind of stay away from that, but... Like you said, Sunday. It's this is a very biblical principle. This is something that um, we see time and time and time. I mean, you see that that Jesus preached this too. Um,
1: I think that's and of course we don't ever want to get like, well, if Jesus didn't say it, then obviously you know <laughs> yeah. because we know that all all scripture is inspired by God. But you know, it, but even to hear that's when you know I think even to put people at, not at ease, but just to be like, hey, you know, this is what Jesus preached, right? And so yeah. if you want to. You know, because what would we say Sunday that it kind of feels Old Testament? You know, it feels that kind of oldish, outdated kind of way. And it's like, well, it doesn't sound like Jesus's way. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus is like, on the very front of his ministry, like this is what he starts it with. Like, you stand against my kingdom. And so, like, this is your response to me, to my kingdom coming. Into uh, the news of Jesus is repent and turn to God.
0: Yeah, I went back and listened to the podcast. Obviously, wasn't here Sunday. Um, one of the things that really, really struck me, um, you said it's dangerous and it's unbiblical to not see repentance. And man,
1: yeah, well, and I th- it it really convicted me. And I because if I can be honest, I don't know if I use that word a lot on Sunday. You know, I think you know we talk about like hey, if, you know, if this convict, you know, but and maybe, maybe it's because I felt that way before, kind of like, uh, you know, it feels kind of, you know, but it's like, hey, this should be our response. Anytime we open the Word of God and we're exposed, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, shows us things in our life. Whether this is you don't know Jesus and you're coming to know Jesus, like this is the response for all of us. It is repent, or, or repent and turn from our sin and turn to God. And so, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a word that we have to start using and you know, but I think it gets a bad taste in our mouth. I think I brought up um, Sunday the you know the guys w- or the people with the signs, yeah. You know, and so I think sometimes like you know as we as we say it, you know, obviously we want to b- be loving, you know, as we do it. Um, but that this is this is biblical, and this is something that we are to call all of us to. You yeah, is to repentance, and <laughs> we say Sunday that you know, unrepentant person is unsaved person, and so for somebody to. Claim to know Jesus, but yet has never, in response to Jesus and the gospel, repented. Um, it's just a dangerous thing to, to play with. Absolutely, and I, and I think too, this wasn't a question we had, and this made me go a little little deep, I guess. Anything that I, you know, because then I think people are like, well, isn't it by grace alone, like that sounds like something I have to do, and if I don't do this thing, then therefore I'm not saved. And so that was kind of one of the things I wrestled with because it is by grace alone. Yeah. I mean, Scripture's very clear about that, that it's nothing that we could have done, um, you know, but it's it's our response of act of faith that we do in response to the grace that we've been given, and we respond with repentance. Of course, and we said it too in Romans that God's kindness and patience toward us was given to lead us to this, yeah, to the response, and so... I think that's one of the things that we got to, you know, balance cuz if we're not careful we can, you know, we don't want to make it a work space thing. Um but it is a response that we're to have. Absolutely.
0: You uh <clears throat> sorry, you said something else. Don't be more disgusted with the sins of others more than your own. That's a very powerful statement. That's a very retrospective statement. Um what led you to that as a whole?
1: The Lord uh led and I think I've heard Paul Tripp say something similar in his devotion um, that kind of always resonates with me. And I think it's what Jesus will deal with it when we get to the Sermon on the Mount. You know, when He says, um, uh, "Before you look at the speck in someone else's eye, get the log out of your own eye." Yeah. And so we also need to understand too, is that we we still do approach sin in other people. You know, so it's not this idea of like, well, you know, I don't need to worry about anybody else um, because we we do worry about our our, our family, our brothers, sisters in Christ when it comes to sin. Um, but I think if, if our first posture is that we're more disgusted with other people and we're more disgusted with their sin than we are our own sin, I think there's a huge gap in our, we're most likely not, and we see it in the Pharisees. I mean, they were more, what's one of the Pharisees, I can't remember the passage, when he's praying, he's like, Lord, thank you, I'm not like this sinner over here. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, very clearly this is an unrepentant person, this <laughs> Pharisee, with just such a prideful, arrogant attitude toward the Lord, not of humility not of which is the attitude of repentance is that humility of humbling yourself and and so I think that's the the danger of when any any time in our life where we start to see like I'm just disgusted with other people's sin and yet I'm not yeah. wrestling with my own and disgusted with my own sin. I think for all of us that I think that should indicate a problem you know, in us. Not that you can not be disgusted with other people's sin for sure. We are to be disgusted with all sin. Um but we need to make sure that we're we're dealing with ours and yeah. yeah. I
0: mean that's our like you're saying about the Pharisee. <clears throat> I feel like that's our go-to. Like that's our quick way to kind of dump off. Yeah, I've got sin and everything, but at least I'm not.
1: Well, and I think we also like to pick sin out too. Oh and, yeah. And, or we like to pick out sin that we don't struggle with, and so mm-hmm. like why would someone struggle with? Well. Well, they may struggle I, I may not struggle with that particular sin, but I sure have my own struggles that yeah. I, I deal with in my own flesh that I need to, to deal with. And so I think that's the problem, too, is that um, usually we well, one, I think sometimes we are most disgusted at other people's sin because that sin's in our own life, and we you know we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Um, or justified in our own life, but also sometimes we can begin to pick on other people's sin because we don't struggle with that particular sin, mm-hmm. and that's a dangerous thing too. Um, is we still call it sin, but that may not be what I particularly struggle with. But also at the same time, I have my own that are, it's just as sinful yeah, and just right. as wrong, you know. And so, I think mean, that's just a posture that all of us have to be aware of. I
0: think. Yeah. Uh, you You talked about some misconceptions. Um, that feeling sorry equals repentance, that grace excuses me from things, that there's no consequences since I repented, that I can pick and choose what I want to do. Being believers, I mean, and I guess this is a straightforward way to ask this, being believers, why do we think those are good justifications for what we do? Whenever we know those things aren't found in Scripture at all.
1: I think that just reveals our sinfulness that we love to find excuses. It's just right? like a big circle, yeah. it feels like the crazy cycle. But I think it's just we we want to do anything we can to justify our sinfulness and <clears throat> just to reveal how sinful we are. And so we'll we'll dumb it down, we'll play it down, we'll and even I indicate I think with the grace and and let me preface by saying this and like I always try to be careful when I even like on Sunday preaching this because it's like. Man, there's so many times that we have experienced so much grace in our life when I, the Lord has been very gracious that I didn't have to walk out my full consequences of sin that mm-hmm. I've committed in my life, no doubt. But also, like I, I indicated in my own life, where there are times where I give myself grace, which we, we do. In Christ we have grace, and it is the gospel of grace. But I can use it to quickly soothe my conscience, to make myself feel better, um, instead of really w- wrestling with the weight of my sin and the disgust of my sin and I can just run straight to grace. And look, we do run to grace because Jesus is grace, you know. But and I think it's that healthy balance of but also I, I don't God's kindness and patience is given to to call us to repentance. And so I, I shouldn't be like grace will never excuse I think that's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about in the cost of discipleship. He calls it cheap grace. Mm-hmm. And he says grace is not cheap. Grace was costly. You know, and so um, what costs Jesus everything is not cheap to us. And so, but many times we cheat, we treat grace as something that's just cheap that we can use it however we want, and we can excuse our things. And what we see from scriptures, that's that's very contrary to to the gospel and to grace. Is that um, sin forgives and covers our grace. Yeah, we see that, but it also <coughs> helps dispel our sinfulness and reveal it and confess it and repent of it. You know. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I think one of the easiest ways to do this, and you said it Sunday, it's it's seeing our sin like God sees our sin. Um, that's a very, that's a big thought, I think. That's a really big thought to think. Um, but how do we get there practically? I think that, you know, just nonchalantly we can be like, oh, yeah, God hates sin. I should also hate my sin. But, like, how do we pra- like, practically really get to a point where we're like, no, no, I hate this. I hate that I do this.
1: I think starting with prayer, so praying, Lord, I pray you'd help me to see my sin the way that you do. So starting first, like I think that's the first step is because if we're honest, I think there are a lot of times in our life where, if we're honest, we're not very disgusted at, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think we, we feel guilty or we may feel like, ah, I know this is wrong, the way I, the words that I said, the thoughts that I thought, the action, whatever. Like, I know it was wrong. I know I shouldn't do it. But then I think at some level, for a lot of us, there's this, but I don't know if I feel the way that God does about it mm-hmm. because I still keep it in my life, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the first step for me when I was walking through it was just the Lord kind of convicted me and, and it was like, well, I, I probably need to start praying that of like, Lord, help me to see my sin the way that you do the way that you hate it and the way that you're disgusted over it and the, and, but then also as I prayed that out loud, I was like, well, that's kind of a dangerous prayer to pray, you know, because what if he answers it, you know, (laughs) not what What if, but you know, he's faithful to actually do it. Right. But it's like, (laughs) and then noticing things in my life of like, wow, that really does break his heart, you know, Mm. and whether it's things I listen to, watch, whatever. And so it's, I think that's that's the I think most practical place to start is just to begin to pray and say, God, I pray you'd help me just to see see sin the way that you do and but obviously to know when we pray that prayer God is faithful and that God will answer our prayers and answer especially when we start praying according to his will. Yeah. You know, and then it'll be this thing of where it may make us uncomfortable because it may start to indicate some things that hmm. we do or whatever that either we had suppressed or just have excused for a long time, and then it may come to where, like, oh, wow, this is this is not good, you know, and, and start to feel that way about sin. Absolutely, man. Um,
0: now, nonsensical, nothing to do with what we talked about. Um, <clears throat> I will say, though, man, like, going back and listen to this, this was a—we talked about it mm-hmm. uh, before we get to our last question. We talked about it some Sunday um, and how, you know, it was— it's a, it's a challenging thing to hear, but man, like what a good reminder to, to push us to be better believers and not just be, no, oh, no, no, it's okay. You know? Yeah. Everybody sins. Everybody falls short. Yeah. It's, it's all these things, but like no being for real and saying like, this is something that God hates. And so the the key to this is repentance. Um, I mean, what, what was your main point that, um, repentance is the response to Jesus and his kingdom? Like that, this is what we, like, if we're a part of the kingdom, we have to be part of repentance.
1: Yeah, this isn't an option. Like this is option C that we can choose from the many different options how we respond to Jesus. Like this is the response to yeah. Jesus is repentance. And this is the the posture that we're to have. And I think was it even the, the point kind of one of it, you know, that the repentance paves the way for the Lord. And I think a lot of us are frustrated, probably in our life, spiritual life, is because we harbor so much sin in our life, but yet we expect God to just do these, and God does many times despite our sin. Yeah, no doubt. But I think that 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 shouldn't be like the oh, this is how it always is. Is like it was the Hebrews passage that we read Sunday. The you know without holiness, you can't see God. Yeah, you know. And it's like, hey, this is something. If we really, really, and I think as I mentioned Sunday that you know revival many times, this was the thing that 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 really when people got serious about their sin quit. It makes you, and got really serious about repentance and sin, man. You really saw God fall because yeah. it 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 really does pave a way for the Lord to move in our life when we really begin to get serious about sinfulness, humble ourselves before God, get confess. I mean, to really start doing this and the action of of actually turning from these things, not just in word alone, of just I'm um, just know these are the right words to say. Yeah. But, but that these are the actions, you know, of practical was the, the one verse is if your hand calls you to sin, then you cut it cut off. If your eye you calls you sin, cut it out. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's also getting practical of like, okay, well, I got to make practical steps to turn from these things. You know, that's also a part of repentance, We're not just in the moment of feeling yeah. sorry, but it's, you know, the action of it. And this is the this is the call. And it is hard, but also remember the, this is how we experience the grace and Yes yeah. of God, you know, in the midst of the fruit of repentance, and um, it—I don't think it should be looked at. Even though while it is hard, it shouldn't be looked at as a thing that that we just kind of put on the shelf and we don't talk about.
0: Yeah. You know? So now, for our nonsensical, <clears throat> what is one of your New
1: Year's goals? Hmm have several things. I actually have been listening to several different books and podcasts, and it was interesting. I heard this, which is pretty good. Is that typically, we make goals, right? So, like, I want to do this. I want to get to this weight. I want to be this fit. I want to lift this weight. I want to read this many books or whatever. And one of the things that I've been listening to that's kind of a shift in it is instead of writing a goal, writing who do you want to be this year, so mm-hmm. tie it to, like, an identity, so, like, um, one of the things that, um, like I'll give you an example and I guess people can hold me accountable to it, especially my wife. One was t- I want to be a more loving husband. So like th- that's who I want to become or not become, but you know what I'm saying? Like that I want to, and so I've uh, written out several specific things that will, our goal, you know, our, our priorities, um, to To help me express more love to Kirsten and be a more loving husband, so several things, and so that was kind of a different shift a little bit this year. Was it was kind of more of like starting like who do you want to be, and then then what are some practical habits or things that you need to do in order to be? So it's more tied to an identity than it is just this specific goal. Because sometimes we just like, hey, I want to get to this weight. Well, when you get there, you feel like it's over. Versus. Who do you want to be? Yeah, you know? That's so, smart. Anyway. That's good, man. We'll try it. If it doesn't work, we'll go to good. something else next yeah. year.
0: Hey, but that's good. But at least do it for the year.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, and once man, the year's over, I don't have to do it anymore. Then I ain't got
0: to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man. Uh, well, man, appreciate you taking some time and sitting down with us and, and you know, recapping this week. Um, what was a difficult sermon? Uh, and I know
1: it was for you. Yeah, it seems like um, it's been a lot of difficult ones. Lately. But yeah, I, I guess that's part of I don't it. know who we need
0: to talk to about that, but uh
1: <laughs> talk to Matthew. Yeah.
0: Well man, uh appreciate it. Again, happy new year and uh hope you have um a good year this year on this journey to not hold a goal but to be someone. yeah so, all right, man. See you